Amen. God is going to get it to you in Jesus' name. We're going to be in the gospel according to John, chapter 14. I hope everyone's been reading your Bible this week. Amen, in Jesus' name. Let me see the hands of those of you who take notes again. I want Brother John slide over just a little for me. Who take notes again. Let me see hands. Come on, I, I want to see hands. The Lord told me to look at this. I want to see this. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Amen. 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. To all my friends, I want to say a quick word to you, to everyone watching this broadcast. May God's blessings continue to flow in your life. When you make God priority, you will begin to see things change in your life. Listen with your spiritual ears today and see God move with your spiritual eyes and your life will begin to change from the inside out. Say amen. Call a friend, text them, tell them don't miss this message today to everyone watching and to everyone listening. Every person on the planet has the power and the ability to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. And you need to take that very serious because as the church, we need to continue to declare that one day, hey, Jesus is coming back again. Amen. Whoever's next to you, ask them, are you ready? We have an opportunity every day to prepare for the second coming of our Savior. And God has placed within us the responsibility of influencing the world to come into his family. And we know this Emmanuel Church, when we take a self-examination of ourselves, of our attitude, of our speeches, of our actions, we want to make sure that when we're influencing people, we're influencing them for good and not for evil. Say amen. We don't take it lightly that God chose us to influence people for the kingdom. When God places people in your life, no matter where you go or what you're doing, the encounters you have with people every day, none of them are by chance. God doesn't deal in chances. The encounters you have every day is an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of you, those of you watching, those of you listening, because most of all, even if you're not sitting here in this sanctuary, God is watching you. How many of you hear my statement that I want to see your hands? How many of you have made up your minds, I'm not going to compromise just to fit in with the world? Keep your hand up. I'm not ashamed. Thank you. Look, look at the believers. That's at work. At school, at Walmart, wherever I go, I'm not going to compromise. Give God a hand of praise. <laughs> Can't go there yet. God has a plan for your life here on earth. Stop living beneath your potential. Maturing Christians, and I'm setting you up for next Sunday. Maturing Christians, please remember that the supernatural world, the spiritual world, is much larger than the physical world. 
Remember, everything that is physical, everything that is physical was born out of the supernatural world. Now, I know I'm jumping ahead, but tell somebody, get your finger out, interactive service, tell somebody, don't miss next Sunday. I ain't never seen any angels. Well, you might see some next Sunday. I ain't never seen any demons. You might see some of those next Sunday. Demons come to church. Oh, I'm alone. Oh, we're going to have a time next week. We were never designed to fit in with everyone else, so be who God created you to be. And as a follower of Christ, we don't sit on the sidelines because we know that God doesn't want us to remain the same. God wants every person, every day, the Holy Spirit should be transforming your life into being more like Jesus. There's nobody else on the planet I want to be like. I want to be like Jesus. And if you really want to know what God is like, I was sharing this with you last week, you really want to know what God is like, open up your Bible, read the four Gospels, read the book of Acts, and you'll see what God is like when you look at Jesus. If you're hearing noise and confusion and strife, and anger, and thunder all the time, and you're never hearing God's voice, take a self-examination. Because if you're not hearing from God, you're not on the correct path. Here in this 14th chapter, the Gospel of John, Jesus faced opposition. From He was like surrounded by opposition. You know how it is, sometimes you have to deal with one or two things, you know, in life, and sometimes three or four things can come up, but it's not like we're surrounded all the time. Amen? Jesus was surrounded for three and a half years by opposition. And now in a few days, he would be facing death by crucifixion. Even though our Savior was facing death, a horrible death, he wanted to make sure that his followers were prepared for what was about to happen. Amen. Here in verse 15, I hope your Bibles are open. Jesus continues his conversation with his 11 disciples in the upper room. It was on a Thursday evening. This was an evening like no other evening they had ever experienced. Their mental state and their spiritual state was being pushed beyond normal boundaries. And I was saying, Lord, why were they being pushed so spiritually? Why were they being pushed so mentally? Because look at somebody, tell them, say, the reason God pushes you is because, I'm giving you the answer, because some people wonder, why does God push me? Why does this happen? Say, because you are stronger than you think. God doesn't put anything upon any of his children that we are not capable of bearing. In our scripture today, we're going to begin to see how Jesus promises to comfort us, write this down, from five supernatural blessings. We're going to be getting into that the next few weeks. Five supernatural blessings that the world does not and cannot enjoy because of their unbelief. Chapter 14, look at verse 15. Pastor's reading 
from the Amplified Bible. Jesus says, if you really love me, you will keep, you will obey my commands. I love how verse 15 starts off, if you really love me, underline that in your Bible, really, if you really love Jesus, not just with lip service, but really love him through living a biblical lifestyle. If you really love me, amen, and we're going to get into this in a couple of weeks, what it means to really love Jesus. Jesus said, you will keep, you will obey, look at your Bible, my commands. Throughout the New Testament, we find the commands of Christ. You want to know what Jesus said? Read your Bible. Jesus talked about love more than he talked about anything. Love is an action word. And if you really love Christ, if you really love God, amen, not just what you say, that if you really love him, Jesus said, you ought to obey my commands. It shouldn't be a struggle to be obedient to what God has to say. Our love for Christ should be inseparable from our obedience to him. I love him. I love him. I love him. He died for me. He shed his blood for me. And I know if I want to be in right standing with God, I have to be obedient to what the Bible says. I can't live how I want to live. That's called living in your flesh. That's called obeying what you want to do. I want to be lined up with the kingdom. Say amen. It's not hard to do something when someone's right in front of you. How I many of you have children or grandkids? Amen. It's not hard for your kids to act right. <laughs> I have one amen because everybody else has got angels. It's not hard for your kids to act right in front of you. And let me throw this in there. You don't know how your kids act when you're not around. My kids would never. You don't know that. It's not hard for someone to act right in front of you, but Jesus wanted his disciples to know that if they really loved him, they have to be strong enough to carry out his commands even when he leaves and carry out what his commands without distractions. The reason some people can't live for God fully is because they have too many distractions in their lives. Say amen. As a maturing Christian, you have to learn how to grow to say, Lord, if there's things in my life, you know how you take that self-examination? If there's things in my life that's keeping me from being where you want me to be, take it away from me. Yes, it might hurt. Yes, I might miss it. But I want to be pleasing and I want to be acceptable unto you. Say amen. Our love for Christ should be inseparable. It shouldn't be, maybe I will obey, maybe I won't obey. It should be inseparable because we love him so much. The Bible makes it clear here that Jesus will not be an advocate 
for anyone that does not want to be ruled or advised by him. Some people, the only advice they ever seek is for someone that's not saved. Amen? If you have a saved friend that's kind of wacky sometimes, I would still take the advice of my saved friend than take the advice of someone that's living an unbiblical lifestyle. The world will always be the world. Say amen. Stop being afraid of what the devil might do. I don't live in fear. Where are the faith walkers at? I don't live in fear. I live in faith. For we walk, louder church, we walk and not walking by faith. Don't let the world hijack that. We as believers, we walk by faith. We walk by what we can't even see because we know that God is able. I gave this to you Wednesday night. I'm going to give it to you, those of you watching and listening today. First of all, we are spirit. Write it down. I am a spirit. You're not body, soul, and then spirit. You're not body first. This is just a shell that we live in. First of all, you are a spirit. You are a spirit. Second of all, you're a soul. Third, we operate in this world in a body. I'll be hitting more on that in the weeks to come. Here in verses 16 and in verses 17, we see our first supernatural helper. Everyone say supernatural. Don't let the world hijack that. Come on, say supernatural. That's what we are. We are supernatural beings. Amen. I live on planet earth, but my spirit come from, hey, comes from heaven. Jesus promises this great unspeakable blessing to those of us who believe. Look at verse 16. And when Jesus makes a promise, it's impossible for him to lie. Verse 16 says, and I will pray and ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Underline it. He will give you another counselor. Wow. He will give you another helper. He will give you another intercessor. He will give you an advocate. He will give you a straightener. Look at God's word. That he may remain with you forever. Say, I have a supernatural helper. Come on, say it out loud. I have a supernatural helper. The Holy Spirit, he is a supernatural helper. The Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. You have God the Father, you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. Say, I have a supernatural helper. That's why I don't have to freak out. I have a supernatural helper. God has given us a supernatural helper, someone that's available 24-7. 24-7, 365 days a week, never takes a vacation, 
never takes a break, never gets sick, never too busy. I have a supernatural helper. This very night, when Jesus was explaining to the disciples that he was leaving, that he was going away, they were facing anxiety, they were anxious, they were sad, some of them were getting depressed, some of them were getting worried, but Jesus said, listen, I can tell because I'm looking at you, some of this is building up in you, but be cool, because I, when I go away, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. I'm going to give you a supernatural helper. And these men have been walking with Jesus three and a half years. You would think they would understand what he was trying to say, but some of them were freaking out. They were in need of comfort because they were thinking, how can you leave, leave us, Master? You've been with us all this time. We've been in class with you. You've showed us the way to the kingdom, and now you're talking about leaving. They were in need of comfort. And whatever you're in need of today, I told you if you're saved, God's already supplied your needs. How many of you grabbed that last Sunday? My needs are already met. No, come on, say, my needs are already met. See, stop saying, one day God's going to meet my needs. No, he's already supplied my needs. But he said, I'm going to send a supernatural helper when I talk to the Father. Jesus wanted to comfort them as he had always done. They had Jesus. Can you imagine having Jesus with you physically? That excites me when I think about that. Man, if I'd have lived 2,000 years ago to have Jesus to comfort you, to never really have to worry about anything because you had Jesus? Hey, Jesus, the Bible says, is the comforter that had been prophesied about throughout the Old Testament. The entire Old Testament led up to Jesus. Jesus was the comforter. The word Messiah, write it down, look it up. The word Messiah also means comforter. So the disciples had a comforter with them for three and a half years, but he said he's getting ready to leave. Look at verse 16 carefully. Jesus said, even though I'm leaving, I will ask the Father. And the question I want to ask you today to everyone watching, everyone listening, when things come up in your life, who do you turn to when you need comfort? Amen. Who do you turn to? Does your money comfort, comfort you? How does my money comfort me? Well, I'm going to treat myself to a bucket of ice cream. You don't need a whole bucket. You don't need a whole bucket. Well, okay. Well, it's not ice cream. You don't need a whole bucket of chicken. I'm not going to talk about chicken. Some people got upset when I talked about chicken two weeks ago. Who do you turn to when you need comfort? Who do you turn to? I'm trying to prick your thoughts. When you need comfort. Do you turn to pills? Do you turn to alcohol? Who do you turn to when you need comfort? People say, I turn to God. If people turn to God, the liquor stores be closed. 
Woo, everybody quiet now. Jefferson, hit it again. <laughs> In studying this lesson, we know that the son was sent to be the comforter, but the father is our prime agent. Jesus said, look at your Bible, I will pray to the father to show not only that he was both God and man, but Jesus shows us that he is both king and high priest. As high priest, Jesus ordained men to make intercessions. As king, Jesus is authorized by the Father to execute judgment. And one day, judgment is going to come. Don't concern yourself with people who think they're getting away with treating you any kind of way. One day, God's judgment will come. Ah, okay, Lord. And, and if you walk close enough with God, God will pull back the curtain and show you what your enemies are up to. If you know what I'm saying, clap your hands right there. He won't do that for everybody, but those who are walking according to his will. Jesus said, I will pray to the Father. And when Jesus prayed, he always knew God would answer. He didn't pray because he thought God was unwilling. He said, I'll pray because he knew God would answer. He knew God would answer. Jesus told us last week, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it, but it has to be in his will. And everything that Jesus prayed for, it was all to glorify the Father. That's why the Father always answered Jesus. <laughs> what I love about God is, and I'm, I'm learning this. I'm learning it. I'm in the process. I wasn't always here. Lord, they plan, they're talking about me. Lord, Lord said, stop wasting your time with petty stuff. Some people get bogged down with little petty stuff, little arguments you have with people, and you've been falling out for 55 years over silly stuff. Stop getting bogged down. Look at somebody say, it's time to move on. No, come on, help somebody. They need to hear this. It's time to move on. But pastor, you don't know if they really hurt me. Don't hold on to the hurt. Let it go. It's time to move on. Jesus says that God is willing to answer my prayers. As long as my prayer is lined up to glorify God, God will answer. Jesus is literally showing us the things that we need to pray about. He said, pray about it. Jesus said, I'll pray to the Father. I'll talk to the Father. You have a situation that come up, pray to the Father. Talk to the Father. Write this down. God is willing. But I'm not perfect. God is willing. God is willing. When you accept Christ as your Savior, God is willing to not only hear, but God is willing to answer our prayers. Say amen. The Holy Spirit, he is part of the Godhead. Look closely at verse 15 again. I don't want to just run over this. I want you to really see it. Make notes, underline it. The Holy Spirit, he is real. 
the Bible says, look at it, that he is a counselor. Wow. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is a counselor? And the thing I love about the Holy Spirit, you don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to zoom anywhere. You can talk to the Holy Spirit anytime. He will give you good biblical counsel, divine counsel. Somebody say, he is a counselor. If you got your Bible, tap somebody's Bible. Say, he's a counselor. Second, look at your Bible. It says, he is a helper. <laughs> you, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, um, Brother Randy, I love you. Sister Denise, oh, I'm in trouble now. Sister Lisa, God bless you. One day, me and Brother Harold, I'm praying for your, praying for your brother. Brother Harold, we were moving some tables. You were thinking that. Deacon Strickland, we were moving some tables in the fellowship hall once. My dad told me and Brother Harold, said, y'all hurry up. Get those tables. We needed 20 tables moved down the ramp. And we had the big, old, heavy tables. Whew, I'm talking about being a helper. And I was probably, I don't know, 20 years old. And I said, I can get the table by myself. And Brother Harold said, no, I'll help you. And Brother Harold is almost seven feet tall, muscles busting out his shirt. And I've always been a pretty little dude. And my thing was, Deacon Fields taught me, work smarter, not harder. So I was going to take the tables and let them slide down the steps and use gravity. Brother Harold said, I'll help you. So Harold took the table up, and his hand slipped. And I was carrying, I was down the back end of the table, and man, it cut my hand wide open. I said, never again <laughs> will I get someone to help me with the table. And after I cut my hand, Harold said, go bandage yourself up. I'll move the rest of the tables. The Holy Spirit is so strong. He has never dropped anything. Ever. No matter what the devil says, God wasn't with you when that happened. Yes, he was. Maybe it wasn't your time for promotion. Maybe it wasn't your time to get that house. Maybe it wasn't your time to get that job. Sometimes God has to have us drop some things. The Holy Spirit is a helper. He will help you. Holy Spirit, open up my mind, young people. Open up my mind so I can pass this test. Open up my mind so I can do my best in school. Open up my mind when I go to work that I'm not jacking around on the computer instead of doing my job. Oh, I said a whole lot right there. Say the Holy Spirit is my helper. Tap somebody's Bible, say he's a helper. The Bible says he's our intercessor. He's our intercessor. The Bible says he's our advocate. The Bible says he's our strengthener. When we're weak, he is strong. And I don't know about you, but some days I have times when I feel a little weak and I have to say, Holy Spirit, I can't do it by myself. I need your strength. He's a strengthener when we need him. Have a light bulb moment. 
and know that Jesus said, I'll pray to the Father to give you another comforter, another counselor. He wasn't just talking to the disciples. He was talking to you and I today. And some people think, oh, that's fairy tale stuff. The Holy Spirit's not real. You better watch your mouth. The Holy Spirit is as real as Jesus is. It's as real. He's as real as God is. Come on, clap your hands in the sanctuary. When we really start to understand the works of the Holy Spirit, look at pastor. I love it, love it, love it. I told you, the more knowledge you get, you don't, you don't perish because of lack of wisdom. We perish because of lack of knowledge. But the Holy Spirit is releasing all this knowledge. God said, I'll pour out my spirit in the last days among all flesh. The Holy Spirit is just releasing so much knowledge now. And it's like this. I told you, he's releasing this and releasing that. And I'm saying, Lord, I never thought about that. Lord, I never saw that. Lord, wow, thank you for that. And you know what the Holy Spirit is doing? He's taking this, he's taking that, and he's putting the puzzle together. And when you, anybody ever worked on a puzzle? You don't put a puzzle together instantly. Putting a puzzle together takes time. So he's just taking this and taking that, and he's going to put it all together, and everything's going to start making more sense. Raise your hands. Say, Lord, I receive it. Jesus took time and prayed to the Father to send the Holy Spirit to dwell in the people of faith. Take advantage of what Jesus did for us. Don't look at it as if that's for them back in the Bible days. Don't you know you're still living in the Bible days? The Bible is not closed. Amen. God's word, heaven and earth, shall pass away but you're holding it in your hands, God's word shall never, even if the book didn't exist anymore, the Bible says that his word shall never pass away. Every promise that God made to the believer, every promise God made to me, it shall never, ever, it's impossible because what I love about the word of God, once it's sent out, God's word gets out and starts moving stuff. God's word gets out and starts working on the heart of men. God's word gets out and starts arranging stuff. But when it goes out, it will accomplish. It will clean up. It will press down. It will shake together. It will turn around. God's word, when it goes out, will accomplish what God sent it out to do. Somebody say, I believe the word. Somebody say, I believe the word. Somebody say, I believe. I, I told you, I'm trying to be funny now. I told you, Reverend Ike used to say, you can't lose. So don't act like you didn't know, Reverend Ike. You can't lose with the stuff I use. Well, where's the believer at? God wants believers to tell people today, you can't lose if you got Jesus. You, you can't lose with God on your side. 
You can't lose with the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you. And people wonder why you're acting funny. People wonder why you're not sad. People wonder why you're not depressed. Because I have someone that's taking up residency on the inside of me. I love him. I love him. I love him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are believers. Somebody say, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Above all, sister B, I am a believer. Come on, church folk. I am a believer. Hold your Bible up. I believe the word. I believe the word. I stand on the word. Hey, somebody give God some praise in his house. Look at the end of verse 16. Makes it crystal clear. Circle it in your Bible, please. Verse 16, look at the end of it. It says that he, that the Holy Spirit, look at it, may remain, may remain, may remain, Mother Hughes, with you how long? Or it says for a little while. As long as you're good. When you mess up. When you feel like you're by yourself. The Holy Spirit in the original text says that he will remain with you forever. So you know me. I, ha I just want to be correct. So I looked up the word forever. The word forever means, please write this down, it means for all future time. Look at me. We live within time. You know that I love saying this. We live within time. If you live in this universe, not the multiverse, those of you that believe in the multiverse, I said a whole lot. If you live within time, for all future time, for all future time. I'm going somewhere. The word forever means for always. Write down always. The word forever, listen, you just hit it continually. But the word forever also means permanently. Once you believe and accept Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of you forever. Amen. Just as Jesus stated to his disciples, he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. His spirit never leaves us forever. Amen. How many of you ever messed up? And the devil told you, you ain't no good. Devil told you, God ain't listening to you. Devil told you, you've gone too far. Devil told you, God ain't thinking about you. That's a trick of the devil. Ah, it is impossible. God cannot lie. If his spirit is in you, it's permanent. Can't nobody trick you. Can't nobody take him out of you. We give the devil too much power. The Bible says that the end of time, when we see Satan for who he really is, then we look upon him 
the Bible says that nations are going to look and say, really? You're the one that made kingdoms fall. You're the one that placed fear in my heart all these years. The Bible says we're going to be amazed that he's really nothing. Let me pause here. How many of you ever heard the saying, the devil made me do it? That used to work two years ago before COVID. But we know better now. The devil can't make you. No, the devil made me. All the devil can do is try to entice you. All the devil can do is try to tempt you. But he can't make you. And the reason he can't make you is because you have someone on the inside of you that even when you're at the lowest of lows, something on the inside of me won't allow me to quit. Even when I want to give up, even when I want to feel sorry for myself, even when I, oh, I'm used to the devil tell you, you so lonely, you so lonely, go ahead and take your life. I'm talking to you. The devil is a lie. The Holy Spirit is within you. And the only reason the devil wants to kill you is because he knows your potential. He knows God has planted seeds in you. Look at somebody say, I'm just getting started. He knows what God has planned. The devil knew the plans that God had for Jesus. The devil knows the plan God has for you. So he wants to block it, but he can't do it because I have someone. Thank you on the inside. Say amen. Even when we get off track, the Holy Spirit is still speaking to us. We have the Father, we have the Son, and we have the Holy Spirit all living within. The Holy Spirit does not leave us in this world by ourselves. And the thing I love about the word forever, it means forever. And so I've learned through studying God's word, the word forever doesn't just stop in the pages. After we die, the Holy Spirit is still there to be our comforter. He's still there to be our helper. How can you not praise God for giving us a helper who would never leave us nor forsake us? Four minutes, Jesus is making an incredible statement here. And I can see the disciples trying to understand. I can see the disciples saying, what, for the rest of our lives, we're going to have another comforter to be with us always? Through trials, through the future tribulations, the Holy Spirit is with me for the rest of my life. It doesn't matter what happens in my life. There's never going to be a time when I'm alone. Isn't God good? I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to be scared of anything because God is with me. Look at somebody say, God is with me. The Holy Spirit, he is God. Come on, look at somebody else. Say, God is with me. The comforter, 
the comforter through trials, through tribulations. Amen. God is with me. No matter what I face, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in me, and he's speaking to me. That's where your wisdom comes from, godly wisdom. God can give you one ideal to change your whole outlook. That comes from the Holy Spirit speaking. But the Holy Spirit cannot speak to you if you constantly own your phone. Well, Pastor, you don't know. I, I just, I, I got to check Twitter. No, you don't. I, I, I don't apologize for this. The first thing you do when you get up in the morning, it should be to pray. It should not be to check your Instagram. You check your phone before you pray, you have things out of priority. Say amen. amen. Look at verse 17. It says, the comforter is the spirit of truth. Verse 17 says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, who the world cannot welcome, who the world cannot take into its heart, because it does not see him. Wow. Look at what Jesus is saying. And it does not know him, and it does not recognize him. The world doesn't see the Holy Spirit, the world doesn't know him, and the world doesn't recognize him. But Jesus said, come on, look at him. Jesus said, but you know him, and you recognize him, for he lives. Why are you not shouting? For he dwells constantly he will be in you look at somebody say I have someone with me so to, to all the all the single ladies all the single ladies you are not by yourself to all my senior members you are not by yourself hallelujah the comforter is with me. With all the crazy stuff going on all over the world, the comforter is with me. The Holy Spirit is the one who works in supernatural ways that I can't explain. The work of the Holy Spirit is an inward work. Write that down. The Holy Spirit starts on the inside. Some people are so dressed up on the outside and the inside is hurting. The Holy Spirit starts on the inside. It's an, an, it's, it is an invisible work that the Holy Spirit does. He works on the inside, working constantly every day to help mold us and shape us into whom God has called us to be. He's called the spirit of truth. And we know that truth will do what for us? Set us free. God does not want us in bondage. When we have the Holy Spirit, we also have the spirit of truth. You don't have to be in bondage to any kind of addiction. Say amen. Any kind of rhythm of life that you're in, you don't have to deal with any of that when you have the spirit of truth. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we are just existing. 
in the Old Testament, Sister Slaughter, the Spirit of God will rest on man. But now, because of Jesus, the Spirit of God rests in man. Jesus came to earth, sacrificed his life, that every person that comes to him may have an opportunity to eternity in heaven. The Holy Spirit, he is not an afterthought. He is equal in power and authority with God the Father and the Son. The Holy Spirit actually and literally completes the Godhead. Here in our text, Jesus was ushering in a new day that introduced old covenant believers. That's what you have to remember. These disciples, the people 2,000 years ago, were not living under the new covenant. They were living under the old covenant. So Jesus was introducing to them something that was brand new. And that's what God is opening up your mind every day to something new to be open to receive from him. Now, some of you need to receive this. Some things are going to be so easy for you, you're going to have to pinch yourself. Jump up if you receive that. If not, stay in your seat. I said, some things are going to be so easy. Wow, I can't believe that. That's how the Holy Spirit's going to start revealing things to you. And while other people are struggling, not struggling, struggling, when other people are sweating, Amen. Trying to figure it out. Trying to do it on their own. The Holy Spirit's going to make it easy for you. Somebody say, Lord, I receive that. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus was ushering in a new day. He was introducing old covenant believers to a new level, to a new intimate walk with God. God wants to have an intimate relationship with his children. And some people say, I'm too old. Don't call me no child of God. What do you want to be called? I'm thankful. I'm humbled that I am a child of God. Born again. I know it's old school. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed. Hallelujah. Verse 17, look at it. I'll be wrapping up. Oh, I'm four minutes over. Let me wrap it up. Look at verse 17. Whom the world cannot receive, whom the world cannot welcome because they don't believe it. Just as people in our world today have rejected God, many people have rejected Jesus. And today, people are acting as if God doesn't even exist. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, God wants to take us to unimaginable heights. God wants to show how mighty and how wonderful he is. God's just looking for someone to be available. He's looking for someone to be available. He's looking for someone that's not going to be ashamed around your friends to be available. He's looking for someone when your family's even around who's not afraid to say, Lord, I'm going to be available to represent you. I'm not going to try to fit in and act like everybody else. I want to be available to be your representative. Where's my table at? Thank you, Brother D. Did Osiris make it? Come, Osiris, come down here, please. 
Thank you, Brother D. Listen, he's going to be on camera. Give Brother Osiris a big God bless you. Carly Ray, come down and join me, please. Osiris, come stand right over here. Right over here. Unless you want to stand here for a minute. He's thinking. God speaking. <laughs> and right here. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Keep your mask on. Stand right here. Carly, please pick one of those up. Wow, she went for the heavy one. She went, that's, that's the heavy weight. Carly, can you do that? Osiris? Where's your mother? Give her a hand. She's little, but she's mighty. Osiris? And see his mask as I'm hungry. That's pretty easy, right? Give them a good God bless you. Don't scare them. Personally, when I picked this up yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, this is easy. But you do it ten times, and it begins to wear on your muscles. I don't eat spinach like that. Joke. So, that's pretty easy for you, Osiris? Was that pretty easy for you, too? What you think? Yeah. Deacon Washington, please make your way down to the front. So that's pretty easy. Switch them up. Now, you try that one and you try that one. Oh, she said, she said, wow. <laughs> Too easy for her. Let's give Deacon a hand. Come right over here, Deacon. Get your hand out. Point it. Two people say, don't live beneath your potential. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, the kids did wonderful. They did a good job. This is very fitting for a child, for a... This is very fitting for a... I know, just go with me. Just go with me for a minute. Just for a minute. That's pretty easy, right? Body of Christ. Sorry, I'm processing. You can't be saved for 20 years and you still acting like a child. God expects you to grow and you shouldn't be a full-grown adult. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. And you're not walking by faith. You still have a little faith like a child. You should have grown. You should have graduated. Come on, clap your hands. This faith walk we have to walk it out. We can't get satisfied with the little stuff. Ask God for the big stuff. Come on, say, I walk by faith and not by sight. Come on. I'm going to use my faith. I have the Holy Spirit who makes me strong. Hey, hey, hey. 
Give God some praise in the house. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Give him praise. Give him honor. Thank God that the Holy Spirit gives all of us an opportunity. If this was you in the past, I've been saved 50 years, Pastor, but my faith hasn't grown. That day is over. God expects us to grow. God doesn't expect us, here, baby, to remain babies. Look at this picture. God doesn't expect us to remain babies all of our lives. The Christian walk is about maturing. The Christian walk is about developing. The Christian walk is about shaking off and shedding things that are not pleasing to God. If I haven't been talking right, I want to shed it. If I haven't been acting right, I want to shed it. Lord, I'm available to you. I know you received the word. Give God a hand of praise. <laughs> Thank you, Deacon. Stand to your feet. God wants us to grow. Stand to your feet. God wants us to grow so he can demonstrate his power to the world. Lift your hands to heaven. Lord, we are available for you. And we thank you that you're opening up our spiritual minds, that you are revealing yourself to the world like never before. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I know you're in this place. I feel your presence. <laughs> Thank you for the wonderful things. Thank you how you're putting all the pieces together. Thank you how things are starting to make sense. Thank you that we don't live by tradition. Thank you that you're blessing us in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name. We bless your name. Amen. Listen to Pastor. Jesus was human just like you and I. And that Thursday night in the upper room, I'm sure it was heavy on his heart that he was leaving his friends. He was full of love. He was full of compassion. But thank God, he was full of grace. After Jesus died and rose from the dead, his grace is available for all mankind. To everyone watching this broadcast, I promise you, you don't want to miss next Sunday. We're going somewhere in the next couple of scriptures that's going to break open brand new avenues you've never thought about before in Jesus' name. Love you. God bless you. Come on, E family. Help me out, Carly. Get two fingers. Come on, Cyrus. Peace. <laughs>